evil alliance of the soul, man. Oh, I don't have it twisted. There's a voice that talks to us. It's, a it's an alignment. It's an agreement. <clears throat> it's an alignment between your soul, man, and the voice of the flesh. See, the flesh is the entry point of the enemy's mind. Your flesh. What I mean by your flesh, I mean the thing that dies in you has a voice. The fact that death lives in us, meaning that we all will die. That, that, that death has a voice. It has an agenda also. It desires to live as long as it can to avoid judgment. That's what the flesh voice speaks of. So it tries to masquerade the understanding that the, that the spirit might give to the, the neutral soul. Because see, the flesh, the mind flesh of an individual, of a born again believer, the mind flesh. And that's what it is. It's the mind flesh. And this mind flesh is in direct fellowship with the spirit of rebellion. They can't be separated. Why? Because they've tasted death together. See, the enemy spirit knows that at some point it has to face judgment. So for the mind, the mind flesh knows also it must face judgment. So the two are in fellowship over this pending judgment. They don't like it. They're in rebellion, remember? So they rebel even against the judgments of God because they're in rebellion. And they try not to believe that this judgment will come, that this judgment is already happening. They make it seem like it's a fairy tale. It's part of a myth. It's part of a fantasy. And how do I know that the judgment will come? It's because we all die. Everything you see will die. That's evidence of a judgment. Because he's not the God of the dead, see? He's the God of the living. So if he's the God of the living, anything that dies does not come from him. That's a throughout all of nature. So something happened. And a, an agreement was made with an alternative spirit other than the living God because of the free will given to a man, the free will given to a woman. You have free will. And see, the abolishment of your free will is the purpose of the enemy mind spirit. It's the alignment 
because they the will represents the potential doorway to God because God can only pass through the father can only pass through the doorway of your self will to get to your spirit see your spirit is just not accessible to God and why is that that's because he's given you free will and the free will that he's given you is to be exercised. In the state of free will, oh my gosh. So you see our God is searching for your will to be imparted into his purpose. And then he can turn around and flow into you his spirit, redeeming the death that came into your bloodline through disobedience. See, death is the, in my opinion, the evidence that there is a God. You see, the God I know and we serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is the God of living, not the dead. So something interfered, something happened. Something took control. Or took authority. Good morning. How are you? What up, Vic? Good morning. How are you? see that <laughs> giving to God as the music of the world kicks in and a new life as the old one suspends itself. We're suspending an old life. See, we're, we're taking the legs and the power of the old life away. We're giving ourselves new meaning, a new purpose, a new focus, a new heart, a new life, a new love, love in the spirit. Loving the spirit that's inside of us. Loving, loving the spirit that's inside of our spirit. See, you don't have to reach out no more. Just reach in. You have to just reach in. Reach down.
Reach within. Reach within your own spirit. But you need the language, see. You know, it's old. You know, you need the language. Because, see, they speak a kind of language in your spirit. In the kingdom that's inside of you. They speak a certain way. They talk a certain language. They have a certain way of communicating inside of the kingdom that's inside of you. They have a way of viewing things. They have a way of doing things inside the kingdom that's inside of your spirit. Because you were a born-again believer, right? Okay, I'm talking to the born-again believers, right? I'm talking to the born-again believers. And if I'm talking to the born-again believers, there's a, there's a kingdom that's inside of you. There's a spirit of the living God sitting down on the throne. Sitting down on the throne in your spirit. On the throne made of the flesh and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're going to make it plain. We're gonna, you're going to know what you're following. You're going to know what's inside of you. You're not going to be confused no more. And see, once you know what's inside of you, what's sitting down, all that other stuff becomes just a matter of personal preferences. scoop down into the personality of the spirit that's inside of your spirit you find another individual that's you not some other thing but you you find your true self you know your true self is attached to your spirit personality your true personality is always attached to your spirit personality not your soul personality Because many times your soul personality has been formed by the dysfunctions that have struck your life. A lot of times your personality has been formed by the destructive nature that it might be the culture of the thing that has affected who you are. But see, your spirit has a personality. Your spirit has a mind. And because you are born again believer, your spirit fellowships with the Holy Spirit. See, let's link it all up. Let's get it all linked in. Because your spirit fellowships with the Holy Spirit. How is that possible? Because that Holy Spirit dwells in a temple that lives inside of your spirit. You are a building to God, built up an edifice by way his spirit, by which his spirit might sit down inside a human being and fulfill the purpose of your creation and that is to house the spirit of the living God that's the reason why anyone was ever born that's a bold statement isn't it I'm gonna say it again there the reason why anybody was born for the potential of housing the spirit of the living God the potential 
of housing the Holy Spirit of the living God. The potential of housing the Spirit of the living God, of fellowshipping with the living God. The reason that anyone has ever been born is the potential, the possibility of, of fellowshipping and allowing the spirit to enter into that individual spirit. That is the reason why anybody was born that's ever been born. Whether that has been a free will acceptance on their behalf or not, it doesn't matter. That's still the reason why anyone, anyone was born. So now if you know the reason why creation is created, if you know the reason why creation is created, if you know the reason why creation is created, you can look at creation and you can say, is it fulfilling, is it fulfilling its purpose? Does the, does the human spirit seek out to be inhabited by the Holy Spirit? Does it, does the Holy, does the human spirit seek to provide a place for the living God to sit down and find rest and become the Sabbath of God? Every born again believers, believer is a Sabbath place of God to sit down and rest in their spirit. That's what's inside of you. A resting God. A sitting down Lord. A resting God sitting down. Why? From his enemy. So because he's, he sat down and rested in your spirit, now you must rest in him. You must lean back in him. Fall back into his arms, as they used to say. Free fall into the Holy Spirit, into the Lord's arms. Why? Because he's sitting on the throne of your spirit. And whoever sits on the throne of your spirit has dominion over your vessel, has dominion over your life, has dominion over your future. Who sits on your throne? Some people can say, well, it's my, it's my good sense. It's my wisdom. It's my finances. It's my relationships. It's my career. It's what the people give me. They validate me. My fans validate me. So your fans have sat down on the throne of your life. And when they decide to get up, you abandoned. You see, they're like children that can sit just for a moment. They shift, shift around in their chair. They're restless because they find no resting place in you. But yet we yearn for them to find rest in them. But because the Lord Jesus Christ sits down in his own temple, See, the Holy Spirit couldn't sit down in your spirit. It's too, it's, it, 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 there's no provisions in the human spirit for the Holy Spirit to sit down in. 
The Holy Spirit just could not come, in my opinion, in a person's life and just enter into them. That's what demons do. That's possession. Or should we say fallen angels? That's what fallen angels try to do. They try to come down and sit in your spirit. And then they tear your spirit, they tear your spirit apart as they take up residence in your spirit life. But see, when the Holy Spirit comes down and sits down in an individual, he's sitting down in the flesh and blood temple of the Lord Jesus Christ that coats your spirit. That gives your spirit a place of safety. Otherwise, the spirit of living God would burn up the vessel. So the Holy Spirit comes. Our Lord was a carpenter. For more than just a physical, but for a spiritual reason also. He go, he comes and he builds a temple inside of the born again believer made of his, of the material of his flesh and blood. That died on that cross. He takes the material of the flesh and blood that died on that cross and he builds a temple inside of you. Wow, because he's God. And when he builds a temple inside of you because you've opened up your free will to allow the construction project to go on inside of your spirit, he builds it with the permit you gave him. You signed a permit when you said, Lord, I know you died for me. You signed a permit when you say, Lord, I know you died for my sins. You signed a permit when you say, I know you raised, for, you was buried and you rose from the grave. That you signed a permit to giving him the authority to build in your spirit a temple. I'm preaching to somebody. You signed on the dotted line. Save me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me from the death that's in my bloodline. Deliver me from the death that's in my bloodline. That's what's inside of you. Deliverance from the death that's in the bloodline. That's what's inside of the born-again believer. That's what's inside of the born-again believer. And those that will become the born-again, new born-again believership. See, we're looking for the believership. We're calling out for the believership. We're enlisting the believership. In the push. See, people talk about the world pushing towards something. And there's such anxiety. People are pushing towards something. Things are swelling up. You feel like something about to bust. Well, there's some born again believers that are swole up. Swole up with Jesus. Swole up in their spirit of who he is, what he did for you. Swole up in your spirit. Want to know him. Want to talk with him. Want to have a relationship with him. Swole up in your spirit where you desire to know his personality. Swole up in your spirit where you know you can't live without him.
on a minute-to-minute basis, moment-to-moment. Swole up, ready to pop. Can't wait for the journey. The journey has begun. Can't wait for the journey. The journey has already begun. We marching out to meet him, see? We march, we're marching out to meet him. We're not sitting back and hiding and hoping the Lord finds us before the devil does. We're mounting up. We got our backpacks packed with righteousness, with his righteousness. We got our oils, our oil lamps filled with oil with what? With his righteousness. We got our shoes ready. We got our girdles ready. We got our breastplates ready. We got our helmets ready. We got our swords ready. We got our shields ready. In fact, we're putting on Christ. That's the armor. We're putting him on. We're putting him on. Stepping into his shoes. Walk these feet, Lord. Walk these feet in your shoes. Walk these feet in your shoes, Lord. Walk these feet in your shoes. Somebody want to know him. See, you can get to know a personality. Jesus has a personality, see. You can get to know a personality. Because it's a person. Holy Spirit has a personality. You can get to know the personality of the Holy Spirit. And you can make them comfortable. You can provide the kind of mindset atmosphere that he enjoys. The proper mindset atmosphere is like music being played in your soul. I mean, excuse me, in your spirit. I'm going to say it again then since it blinked. When you play the right spiritual music, the atmosphere in your spirit becomes delightful to the Holy Spirit. And he starts getting comfortable. You know, when the Holy Spirit starts getting comfortable in your spirit, he just starts talking. He starts revealing the Son. He starts revealing the the Jesus to you. He starts revealing things to your spirit. Then your spirit takes the note and then tells your souls, sit down, shut up, and I will tell you what we're doing now. Your spirit takes control of your vessel. And your body says, thank God, praise the Lord. My my body says, praise the Lord, that the Lord Jesus Christ appeared. My body says to my spirit, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because now I can find rest. I can find peace. I can find deliverance, my body says. I can find deliverance from the grave. I was afraid of the grave, your body says. And then you placed the Holy Spirit inside of this vessel. And I woke up again to a new reality. That one day the body says, I will never die. And the soul, the human soul says, that sounds good to me. But I got my own issues. And the spirit says, that's okay. We got this. Me and the Holy Spirit got this. And we got you. Just learn to listen to us. Learn to listen to me as I listen to the Holy Spirit. This is what your spirit telling your soul. 
Learn to listen to me as I listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Your soul is saying, your spirit is saying to your soul, soul, listen to me as I listen to the Holy Spirit. Now you're in the proper alignment, see. Your spirit, soul, then body. Many of you don't realize that you beat your body down from your soul, man. Your body, this is the born again believer. This is family talk. See, your body has found peace from the relationship that your spirit has to the Holy Spirit. But your soul keeps trying to imprison your body. Because it's conversation. With the mind of the flesh, with its fellowship with the flesh. They remember, they remember, they commiserate over the death. But a grown up spirit squashes that conversation. And that's where you want, we want a grown-up spirit. I want a grown-up spirit. A grown-up spiritual man. A grown-up spiritual woman. All grown-up. Paul said that you might be all grown up. That you might be mature. Not fighting the little silly wars and silly battles over things that should already be established in your spirit. So that you can march on to the greater knowledge, the greater understanding, the greater relationship. So you take the fundamental things and you then begin to apply them to the greater sciences. This is the greater spiritual science. 